everyone and welcome back to Inside MSD 15. We are so grateful that you are joining us for episode 2 in this new adventure from our court school district 15. My name is Lindsay Deal. I am the communications coordinator for the district. As we discussed in the previous episode, our goal for this brand new podcast is to help tell the story of what's going on inside of our classrooms, inside our hallways, inside of our cafeterias, you name it. Because despite the many challenges going on in our world right now, there is so much good happening in our community, right inside your child's school. So again, thank you for tuning in. During our first episode, we were joined by Superintendent Dr. Jerry O'Shea as he gave us a mid-year check-in about the state of the district. Dr. O'Shea discussed a few things happening right now, including the incredible renovation projects underway. So we thought, let's put on our hard hats and dig a little deeper into the topic. Today, we're joined by Dr. O'Shea and Director of Buildings and Grounds, Steve Stavropoulos. Let's get into it. Hi, Dr. O'Shea. Hi, Steve. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's exciting to be here. I know. Episode number two. Here we go. The, the so. ratings are going up now as we speak. I, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we're here to talk about all things construction today. There's no doubt about it. If you've had children in the district for quite some time, or if you've worked in the district for quite some time, you will notice some significant changes to our buildings. Dr. O'Shea, can you please walk us through kind of a roadmap of, roadmap of construction, renovation for the district? What has led up to this point? Um, thanks, Linz. Um, so the district uh, as a whole, uh, historically, a lot of our buildings are getting to the point where they're 50 years and plus in age. So. There's a lot of work that needs to kind of go on in, in the buildings uh, to just kind of keep them functioning and, um, and operational. Um, with that work comes the idea of modernizing and bringing schools up to, to the current date. Um, a lot of the buildings, a lot of times you can go into schools and you can go into classrooms. Um, and as an older guy, uh, a lot of the schools and classrooms, and I and I feel like in many ways, many of the desks are desks that I sat in or could have sat in. So I think what we've been do, trying to do here is modernize and update our facilities. So back in 2015-16, we did a performing arts center at the middle school um, that allows us to kind of just bring in a lot of exciting things for kids uh, and putting them in the point where they are they are on the stage they are doing things um in 2018-19 we expanded our early um our schools at hall and winnebago to uh expand our early childhood programming uh bringing children in earlier research talks about the importance of starting early and uh we were excited about that work in 2019 and 20 uh we renovated all our elementary playgrounds they were getting a little obsolete and becoming a little um, well in some ways uh, unsafe so we've kind of done that work and we continue to now begin to wind ourselves down on some of our projects because uh, um, we're at a point where we've kind of updated a lot of things absolutely so it's February right now for our listeners uh, but when kiddos came back from winter break 
the district unveiled a brand new library at the middle school. And after I saw it, all I could say was really, wow, wow. So Steve, can you kind of walk us through some of the most significant parts um, of the product on your end of things? Sure, so um, I think the biggest thing that kind of drove the project at the seven and eight building was we needed to update our mechanical systems in the building. So throughout the building now, uh, we're upgrading all of our heating and air ventilation systems to much more current and efficient systems, along with some life safety updates, like uh, our sprinkler systems will be updated and uh, brought up to where they need to be for code. So that was really the driving part of the project. So um, we used that opportunity, uh, got a design team together, and really worked hard on trying to make that part of the building the main focus of uh, what brings people together there. So I think uh, our LRC is probably the the jewel of our constru construction project there. I think we're all pretty proud of the way that turned out. And the behind the scenes things that really affect the building, heating and air, life safety, are big parts on my end. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that space is um, one of the pieces that when we're going in there and doing some heavy, heavy work around life safety heating and air, which is major work on a building that's uh, 50 years old uh, and needs that kind of renovation was, uh, what are some things that when you're doing all that, do you want to make some changes now because you don't want to come back later and make? And one of the big things we have been hearing for a number of years uh, from staff and students included is the, the lack of natural light in the room. So one of the big moves we made was to add in a lot more natural uh, light. We think that has a, a real good effect on, on people and on kids. Um, and when we think about a lot of the social emotional learning and trying to just make people feel comfortable and uh, building better environments, that was something that, again, particularly we, we focused on. And so that's a big change there uh, in that space. There's a lot more natural lighting. So. Yeah, And you both kind of touched on this, there's a lot of decisions that go into these types of projects, including down to kind of designing the space, you know, that includes mm -hmm. furniture and color palettes and all of those things. And I always joke that this could be an HGTV show, uh, but it really could. So what were uh, some of the main goals in the designing process? You want to talk first on that, Steve? Sure. I think um, from my end, a common theme that we go over when we start to talk design uh, with the design team is we want to create spaces that are inviting and, and want to draw the kids in. So I think most important, you know, the color, the updating, the little more adult feel, maybe Starbucks Panera type feel to get kids drawn in and uh, want to be in the space. So I think from my end, that's th our starting point for design. Mm, yeah, I think I think as we think about design, uh, it's always with the purpose of improving learning is is always in our mind. So how do we honor children? How do we? So I, I mentioned earlier that a lot of the spaces 
uh, any adult, I don't care how old you are, unfortunately maybe, you could walk into our schools or any school for that matter and feel like, oh, I went here. I remember being a third grade child and I sat in a room just like this. And those rooms still exist. I think what we were trying to do when we had the opportunity, because you don't get it very often, it comes along probably every 50 years when you, do, when you have to do major re renovations on schools and structures about that period of time, that you begin to ask yourself, can we make some environments, uh, as Steve kind of mentioned, that Starbucks, Panera, that are a little bit more engaging, more inviting to kids, and gets them out of their traditional classroom environment that are still there. Um, but when we could put them in other environments that are um, feel different than, than the school, than a traditional school, uh, it gives children, again, I think we were thinking from a social, emotional, mental uh, perspective, uh, creativity, uh, intellectual perspective, giving kids opportunities to be in different spaces throughout the day, broke up the day, made it feel more uh, engaging, more uh, inviting, um, and began to honor them as learners and um, and that this is their environment. It's not our environment. It's not. It's not what we're trying to do. It's 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 what they're trying to do, um, and trying to honor them in that work. So I, I think we've done a, a really good job. I I'm always excited when students get to see the work when it's done, and and their faces. And uh, I know Lindsay, you've captured so much of that. Uh, so I look forward to more of that as as uh, as time goes on, capturing kids' uh, excitement in the in the spaces. So feeling really good about it. Yeah, uh, a couple other spaces that I think maybe we want to touch on. Um, I think we did a lot of work in our, our main gym there, and I think we've turned that, that space into something that the kids can be proud of when we have visiting teams and, and when they're in there. I feel like we really hit the mark there. We also brought some natural light into the gym, which makes a big difference there. Um, we did some work on the teacher's lounge, which is a beautiful space for for teachers to uh, be able to get together. As well as our young chefs. Yes. Our, we built that space particularly in mind for children, uh, for our middle school kids who are involved in culinary skills and developing that after school and some of our projects. So we've always been mindful of building things with multiple purposes in mind. It could be used this way and this way. Um, so yeah, you're right. Uh, those are all those are all key points. So moving forward, one of the final parts of the larger district construction and renovation plan is our elementary library and stream labs. So a few of our schools already have these spaces up and running. Can both of you talk more about that? Well, let me let me talk a little bit about really what the big idea about that because and then I'll turn it over to Steve because what we do is a lot of in-house work on that. So. Steve has a unique skill set um, uh, in carpentry and, and is a very talented individual on his, in his own right. And uh, he, he's able to um, take on those spaces and, uh, and do them our, ourselves in many, and, and a lot of that work, so on our own, uh, on our own side of the, of the work. So just generally, um, the stream labs uh, innovation spaces that we've created are um, 
again designed to engage students and provide them with unique opportunities in the learning day that feel much different than the classroom uh, that they normally are in with reading, writing, science, and math. Uh, gets them a different type of environment in which they are applying the, the math skills, the reading skills, the science skills in more authentic, hands-on, creative ways. So that was the, the impetus or the idea behind it. Uh, and so when we did that, we tried to make them unique to each of the schools. So each school has the same stream labs, or at least in, uh, in curriculum-wise, but they all look and feel slightly different based on the natural environments that were there, along with some uniquenesses of the school itself. So Blackhawk is slightly different than Winnebago's, which is slightly different than Ruskin's, which is Hall's, our last school to get to. So like the playgrounds, we've been slowly going through that work, but uh, looking forward to it all coming to an end and really being able to turn it all over to students and teachers. But Steve, you want to talk a little bit about the, the, the design or some of the, the work that goes into it? Sure, sure. Yeah, so um, kind of going off of what Jerry was saying, you know, a lot of the spaces, the stream and the library work is uh, our projects that we do in-house. So a lot of the uh, aesthetic things that you see, designs, um, a lot of the building are, are things we all do on our own here. So uh, those are uh, a little bit closer to my heart because that's stuff that we do here. Um, but I, I think once we get a design, uh, we start to work through that. It's, it's really my passion to kind of bring that design to life. Um, I think we've hit the mark at every building we've done. Um, I, it's really exciting to watch the kids in the spaces um, Blackhawk was the last project we did and to walk past and see kids spread out in the space sitting in soft seating the colors um, them enjoying the active floor that's in there it just really really makes it all worthwhile so um, like Jerry mentioned we have one more to go here we're working on hall we're in design right now we do work with some designers but a lot of the design ideas come right from the district here so um, I'm really excited to finish up, and it, again, it's it's really nice to see the kids enjoy the spaces. I don't think I can stress enough how unique um, that is to you know to our district specifically. The things that your department um, creates, envisions, produces is truly spectacular, and we're very lucky for that. Um, now, kind of switching gears here, if there's one thing we've learned this school year is that it's been anything but normal uh students are back in school but some of the things you know that we enjoyed so much like certain activities and gatherings those have been po postponed for a little bit um dr o'shea long term i am sure you're hoping to get some of our families and community members inside to see all these wonderful spaces oh absolutely uh again when we when we were doing this work um it is work for the community. Uh, the schools are community places. They're not, uh, they're, they are for uh, the children of the community and for the, the parents uh, in the community. So we're very excited that uh, I think as the pandemic and we're hopeful that um, mitigation strategies get reduced uh, because safety and health is, uh, is, is better um, the, the spread isn't as impactful. 
And so we're all looking for that time when we can begin to have some open houses and invite parents in so they too can begin to see some of the changes that have gone on. We're looking forward to back to school nights, uh, math nights, curriculum nights, those types of things for the last two years that have really been put on hold that usually bring parents and the community in, movie nights uh, at schools, uh, one, one book, one read nights. Um, all those have been put on hold and uh, we're all excited about the opportunity of bringing our families back into our new facilities to show them off uh, and to um, and, and just have a better, better uh, community environment. So for everyone, so looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely, same. Thank you both for, you know, taking the time to chat with us on another episode of Inside MSD 15. And thank you for the incredible work you're doing um, in modernizing our learning environments to better meet the needs of our students and to expand programming across the district. So again, thank you both. And it was a joy to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Lynn. Thank you. And there you have it. A great conversation with Superintendent Dr. Jerry O'Shea and Director of Buildings and Grounds, Steve Stavropoulos. We are so grateful to the Board of Education for their continued commitment to the children of our community and proud of the long-term planning that made these projects possible. Each project will make a positive, lasting impact on our students, families, and staff for years to come. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe to our channel and leave a comment for us. If there are any topics you would like to hear discussed in the future, let us know. Thanks, and we'll chat next time on Inside MSD 15.